Hey y'all, it's me. I'm here and I'm going to um, give a little bit of some perspective or a little bit of overview about the latest episode of Queen Sugar. Now, I um, I thought about it and I said, I'm going to go ahead and do this review. This was a very difficult episode because we were dealing with a time where tensions were very high. You have <clears throat> this virus going on that no one can understand it. There doesn't seem to be a way to stop it. It's spreading. People are dying. For, uh, uh, the country is in a national, well, not the, just the country, the world is in a pandemic. And a lot of places are shutting down. A, uh, people have uh, are going, are being furloughed or fired or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's one thing. And then people are dying. People are not able to see their loved ones in the hospital. Um, hospitals are overcrowded. So you got a lot going on just from the pandemic alone. Now you also have to deal with the issues of social injustice. And this episode opens with the news broadcast of George Floyd being murdered. Mike is looking, his mom, Charlie's looking. And, you know, they it's it's triggering, it, you know, especially for Micah, because as you remember, Micah was, um, you know, abused by the police. You know, he was, you know, they they stopped him because he's in this small town driving this fancy car. Because remember, his parents are wealthy, so he's driving a fancy car and thinks nothing more about it. And they, you know, he was um, taken to an alley. They put a gun in his mouth. He was sitting in the jail and pissed on himself. That's just how traumatic, you know, that situation was. And, you know, to see this man literally get murdered, calling out for his mama saying, they're killing me. And they did. That's what happened. I mean, it's on video. This is not, that's not an opinion. That's exactly what took place. You got that going on. Then you have Darla and Ralph Angel who are leaving to go on a honeymoon. And all that's really nice. You know, they, they're away from the reality of what was going on. They have no idea. Blue is with Aunt Vi and, you know, they're off to do their honeymoon. So Charlie, you know, she comes out in the hallway and she grabs her son and she holds him. And he's trying to hold back. And she was like, no, we're not going to allow that. Just let it all out. You know, don't suppress your anger, your fear, your disdain. Just let the, let the emotions run. Um, and he talks about, you know, how this brings him back to a time where he thought he was going to be killed. You mean, I mean, the, he had a gun placed in his mouth. Come on. He thought that was it. So he, you know, he is at a place of just like horror and disbelief and anger all at the same time. Um, you see, you know, Anvai is watching the uh, the newscast and, you know, and she's talking to Prosper and Prosper is like, look, you know, it's it's kind of like for him, he, he took it as, hey, you know, I've seen so much in my years on this earth, especially living in the South. That's not new. So I'm not saying he didn't care, but he seemed to, in this instance, he didn't seem to be as affected by it, you know, or affected by it as much um you got uh now with nova and calvin 
and the daughter, Calvin's daughter. Nova's really going through a lot of uh, emotions. She's dating a white man who's also a cop of all things. And you know, you 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 know, she doesn't even know how to even begin to express. She's praying. You know, she is, um, she she really is a lot like her mom. She takes on, you know, the whole spiritual awareness, calling of the ancestors and all that. She's doing that. And then there comes this powerful moment where she sets her clock to like eight minutes and whatever the time frame that uh, that whole video was with George Floyd. And she calls out all these individuals' names. And then she breaks down. It was a very powerful moment to, to see that happen. Uh, she, you know, is in this emotional state of between what do I do, what's going on, questioning, uh, again, Calvin. And she even asked him at one point, she said, you know, because Calvin's in, you know, I'm, Calvin it doesn't like the situation. But Calvin isn't connected to it. He is a white man that has not had these experiences. He's a white man that's had privilege, as has been pointed out time and time again. And they have a conversation where Calvin discusses when he first got on the uh, on the force, how he watched a guy get brutally you know, beaten. Um, and they call that the down payment, you know, and he just watched. And, you know, Nova's like, I just don't understand. She said as much as the guy who actually did the actual killing is obviously um, a huge issue, it's the people that stood around, like his comrades. Because you got other people scared, they're screaming, they're asking him, begging him, this man, to stop. But you also got his comrades who just stand there like, yeah, like what? It was horrible. And so she's asking you know, she's trying to understand Calvin and Calvin is like in a state of like, I don't even know. He said, I know it was wrong, but I didn't know what to do. The other question that uh, Nova had was. When I see a situation where, you know, a, a murder, I mean, like someone, let's say there's a mass shooting going on. She said, I pray and hope that it's not a black person who has done that because I find I, I am embarrassed for them as a black woman, as a black person. And she asked Calvin, do you feel embarrassment? And he's like, well, I'm disgusted by the situation, but embarrassment, no, of course not. He's not part of a marginalized group. He's the standard, if you will, so to speak. And I use that loosely. He's the standard. So he's not concerned about comparison to somebody else because he's the standard. So he doesn't, he's never grown up to associate with the essence of being constantly compared to about what you, how you say, how you move, how you dress, how you speak. He's, he's never had that type of situation. He can't relate to it. I was watching a video today about emotional intelligence and tone deafness. And when it comes to, in this moment, he's experiencing tone deafness because he doesn't understand, it's unrelatable to him. He has nothing to compare it to or to, he has been brought into a situation because that's, the standard has always been what he represents. He's the standard. 
So, you know, Nova is, you know, really, you know, she's she's being very passive aggressive, okay, with Calvin because she's in a situation and I, I, I'm surprised at her not, you know, doing something. You know, she is writing an article, she is journaling, she's doing all that stuff, but, and she is blogging and all these things, but I'm surprised she's, you know, put together a protest and I'm so, I'm very, that seemed like what she would do. On the opposite end of the block, we got Micah, who is, you know, he has organized a protest unbeknownst to his mom. You know, Charlie and Micah are still going through this power struggle. You know, um, Micah wants to make it clear that he's a man now and to not be treated like a little boy. And Charlie, who is very controlling, is having a hard time letting go. OK, she, she's not letting go that easily, but. She's starting to come to this acceptance, like, I have to let go. You know, this is something I can't control. I can't control what's going on within the parish as it pertains to this pandemic. I can't control the social injustice. I'm just not in control. This is a hard part for her. And now she has a son who she has to come to accept is a man. And she has to start letting go and letting him make some decisions, even if he falters and falls down. He has to learn from those hard lessons. Um, so they talk about, you know, uh, what's going on again. And, you know, Charlie looks at the television and there's, oh, she gets a notification. She tells Micah she, uh, that she got, um, a notification. There's a planned protest. Um, and she said, are you planning on going? He's like, well, I'm part, I'm one of the organizers. So she looked a little shocked. Um, but what can she do? Uh, <clears throat> She decided instead of fighting against Micah, she's going to fight with him. You know, he's getting ready to go to the protest and he has his T-shirt on and she asked him, she said, do you have another one of those? And he seems to be satisfied at ease as mom is coming around. We have to understand, too, that his mom's experiences are not his experience. You know, Charlie came from a different life. You know, her. she comes from a very privileged life herself, despite the fact that she is a black woman. She's a biracial woman who grew up in California, who grew up in privilege. She didn't. Her experiences are not that of this her son's experience. And she has to start to understand that and see beyond her personal self. She has to gain self-awareness and she has to also have empathy for those around her. And this is what she's learning. So. We get back to Ralph Angel and um, Darla. And at first, you know, I was a little annoyed when Hollywood called them and, you know, told them about what was going on and we told Ralph, talk to Ralph Angel. At first I was like, why are you calling them on their honeymoon? But he also needed an outlet because you got to understand with Hollywood, he's dealing with the recent death of his mother. And the manner in which she, in the way things happen for, the death alone is, is heartbreaking. But he didn't even have a chance to even hold her hand. He couldn't even be in the room with her. So it took an extra toll on him. Dealing with that, and then you come home, you got this going on. At some point, I believe we're going to see a breaking point with Hollywood. Because there's a lot going on all at once, emotionally. So I think him talking to Ralph Angel helped in some ways, you know, helped him. He's, I, I'm guessing he's going to rely a lot more on Ralph Angel when Ralph Angel comes back in town. Because Ralph Angel at this point, you know, he, he tells Darla what's going on. 
And, uh, you know, he still wants to stay for, they only have a couple more days at this hotel. And Darla's like, look, I need to get home and hold my son. You know, I, I need to, I know he's doing all right, but I need to be there with him. And, and I can understand that. So when they leave the hotel, you know, they encounter some white guy at a gas station. This white guy's talking smart and things like that. And, you know, Ralph Angel put some real bass in his voice and he was like, I'm going to need you to keep it moving, right? Step on. You know, we ain't here for the mess. You know, and I was really, what we're seeing a lot with this, with Ralph Angel, his, his growth, his maturity. I'm so happy to see that because I'm so tired of him crying and acting out like, child, we know you're the baby of the family, but you got to start thinking and be more mature. So we're seeing the mature side of him. Now, we had another conversation about violence and guns and things of that nature, because we're at the um, uh, violence store, her restaurant. Prosperous there. Hollywood is getting is 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 um, trying to board up the windows because of all the different protests. And he's like, let me do this because that's what's you know, I got to We got to protect the place. And, you know, Vi is being nitpicky. Oh, don't do that. Oh, they won't touch this place. Oh, no, no, no. And he was like, look. This is real. People are angry. They're not worried about the fact, oh, this is Vi's restaurant, so we won't touch that. You got to understand this is emotional duress. So you, we, we're not playing this, oh, oh, no, it's not, it's not working that way. And Vi's like, don't mess up the crown molding. Don't do this. The girl, Vi was really getting on my nerves with her nitpicking. And he's trying to explain to her, he being Hollywood, it, it's 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 bigger than what you think. So he had to look for something in her in his tool case, and she looked in the wrong area. And she found the gun. Apparently, they had a conversation that there would be no guns in the household, and he went against that and decided to get a gun. And she's like, "Well, all, you know, we made an agreement, and now that I find there's a gun in here, I feel as though you've been lying to me." And he had to break it down. He said, "Bye." I am the man of the house and I'm here to protect. And we are living in some really dangerous times. And there's a lot going on out here, you know, especially with the things that uh, Charlie's been dealing with, with the whole land situation and et cetera, et cetera. You know how the landry's been. It's, it's a lot going on. And I have to do what I need to do to protect this family. Too many situations have hit us right here at home. We can't, I can't allow for something to happen. And I don't, and I'm not prepared to do something about it. I'm hoping it don't have to do, you know, that it doesn't come to me using it. But if it does, it does, because I'm here to protect. That's my job. And this is what I'm going to do. So Proctor, well, so funny, Proctor moved on out the way. He was like, let me get out this conversation. Vi, I'm like, you know, she was triggered. That's what happened. Because, you know, Vi was in an abusive relationship and all of that. So she was triggered. But she had to, in that moment, she had to just know to, like, step out of, step out of your lane and let this man be a man. Let him lead. Okay? Get rid of them personal feelings and let this man be the man. Let him have some semblance of control. Again, this out of control, don't know where to start. It's 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 unnerving. And let this man have some level of comfort and be like, at least I know I have something in place in case something happened. I can say I can do something about it. So I'm hoping that Vi gets it. I don't know. You know, you know, Hollywood's on his wits end, and Vi with the nitpicking girl. You need to lay, lay low, lay low, lay low, because you're gonna you're gonna really 
yeah, you can push this man a little too far with all your harping and, you know, I, I don't know. So, um, that was really the episode. I mean, for the most part, we're seeing, um, you know, how they're dealing, everyone's dealing with this, this situation. You know, Blue, Ralph Angel, and uh, Darla had a conversation. Blue was saying that his teacher was like, everything's cool. And, you know, Darla was trying to, you know, make up some fairy tale. I don't know what she was doing. And Ralph Angel was like, no, we need to tell the truth. This boy needs to know exactly what's going on. For real. And I'm with Blue. I mean, uh, Ralph Angel on that. You know, you can't be sugarcoating and stuff. That he He's heard things, so he might as well tell the truth. So, like I said, that, that, that pretty much is the episode. It was a very emotionally charged um, 2020 was rough. 2020 was rough. I, I mean, it was rough. Had a lot going on, nothing to play with. So I, I, I mean, I really applaud the way Ava DuVernay handled this storyline. Um, it was well, well written. I, uh, everybody in this story is, uh, you know, that that that's playing these roles are doing a hell of a job. They they are delivering on all cylinders. I, I applaud. They nef- they 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 should get all kind of awards because this one, this this this, this the, the acting here is superb across the board, tens across the board. So that's my review. I'll talk to you guys later.